It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome once again to your friends over here at the Saturday Friends Club. I uh, hope you're having a... It's a very weird one. It's a Sunday. Yeah, this is uh, Sunday Friends Club where the, 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 that podcast is next door. Yes, yeah. having brunch. <laughs> the podcast next door is so loud. Uh, yes. We uh, we had a uh, so anyway. Let's do this. I'm Josh over there. Sabrina. Hello. We've got Martin. I am the most pious Sunday brunch matter. Uh, and Eric's here. <laughs> I wish I had a mimosa right now. Uh, we we yesterday was an interesting day. We came in to record, and then all of a sudden it's like, by the way, we're rec- another group of people are recording a movie. I was like, damn. Yeah, there was there was some scheduling uh, business. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I was so, kinda... Saturday Friends Club reconvening on a Sunday afternoon. Unfortunately, bum, bum, wa- unfortunately, with one person down, Max is on join us. Bum, bum, bum. Sabrina is playing soundboard this episode <laughs> for some reason. Bum, just, bum, bum. No, like don't do sound. it. I just, she is that sound is a walking, good. walking fully artist. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yes, uh, we we are back. We are doing another span of episodes for you. Uh, this particular span, I'm lovingly calling the heroic bohemian. Uh, in an ironic sense, <laughs> in that the, uh, this movie we're doing right now, the main character is neither heroic nor bohemian. He's pretty like he's pretty like sciencey artsy. Oh, okay, that's not what no. bohemian. Let's, let's. I don't know words. It just sounded big. Well, we'll we'll get into this guy. Yeah. I look. We have some problems we need to discuss with him. All right. Well, what we're alluding to at this point is Sabrina's choice for the week. Uh, Sabrina, what have you brought for us? I brought the flight of ends. Okay, that's a thing that dragon. This is a movie. Yeah. It is. It's a cartoon movie. No. It's done, wow. done it's a... by Rankin and Bass, who we just lovely uh, uh, had for our Rudolph episode. Mm-hmm. So this is now the 80s. And this is now they're, the 80s. They're still here. They're still making movies. It's, it's amazing. Do they still? Like, I have not heard a Rankin and Bass movie in ages. I don't, know, they if, still, I don't know if they're still around. It's the 80s. Oh. Do a lot of coke and vote for Ronald Reagan. Wow. <laughs> Alexa, does Rankin and Bass still make movies? Alexa isn't yeah. here. Yeah. But like, Alexa's just a floating here. bot that we have. <laughs> there are points when I'm in my car that I'm just like, God damn it, if only Alexa was here. Well, we could bring her along, yes. We could. I just have to like. <laughs> Can you bring her in like a baby stroller? <laughs> <laughs> like a little bonnet. There um, you go. Poor um, Alexa. But ah, um, she deserves it. So yes, Rankin and Bass. Um, in one of not in. Uh, I'm just gonna say up front, not one of their finer moments. Nope. So, uh, Sabrina, explain to us uh, first off. Let's go ahead and talk about your um, your past with the flight of dragons. I'm sh- pretty sure I mentioned this. Because you asked me. It. Well, this is the current episode. All right. Other, we don't we don't entirely expect everybody to listen through all of our okay. back catalog. Well, you never know. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina's expecting you all. Sabrina has you, expectations you, of continuity. You have to yeah. listen to everything. Otherwise, sometimes we might say something in the next episode. You're not going to understand what we're talking about because you didn't listen to the previous episode. So how's that, Mark? If you're not sitting there taking notes every episode, <laughs> exactly, you must be pious in your following of the okay, Saturday Friends Club. Fully, this is the second time you've used that word in ten minutes. Stop you're it. You're fully. You have to fully appreciate the Saturday Friends Club canon. It's exactly. Like, it's like me the other day using holistic like six times. 
I no, I, you, you're really bad at that. When you find a word, you just have to use continuously, and it's so annoying. What was that one that I was using constantly? Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist, really <laughs> and you were good. Like, and you were even using it in contexts that it didn't even make any sense. No, I was always using it in situations no. where people were like in a fervor. I I'm still... good with words. I, li- I like finding new words. Well, well, well then, Sabrina, yeah. for us uh, for or us and some of the listeners who might not, who are dishonorably not following All along. All right, I'll throw you a bun. <laughs> if I must. If I must. Um, so, yeah, this is a movie that um, I my dad actually had recorded on VHS. Uh, like I mentioned before, I was really into dragons and really into dinosaurs when I was younger. So my dad actually had, like, two tapes one was dedicated to dinosaur movies and the other one was dedicated to dragon movies. So all of the, some of the dragon movies I grew up watching were on this one VHS tape. Um, and this was one of them. So this one I watched a lot when I was really young. Um, I think the VHS actually graded around when I hit middle school because I watched it so often. So after that, I didn't, I hadn't seen it again. Um, so, so this week's episode is a cut from Sabrina's like dragon mixtape. <laughs> Pretty much. This is. I don't even think that's the worst one. I got to figure out what the other movies were that were on that tape, but this was one of them. Um, the only thing I really remembered from it was the fact that they, the reason they could fly was because of gas and they would balloon up. And I used to think that was so hilarious when I was a kid. And um, that was all I really remembered. And that's all I really cared about. Dragons, 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 dragons. And they, they cutely balloon up when they're like flying. So um, that's all I remembered about it. <laughs> I, I gotta say, with our, with, with our, I, I have no personal stake in this, but our, with our cultural fascination, fascination with dragons, this is pretty insulting to dragons. I don't think it's insulting. Are you kidding me? These, this these, is like these great beasts who you know level countrysides and and burn things to the ground and I think run it's adorable that you know imbue fury and fire. That they're yeah. just they're just like bloaty fart bubbles. I much. think it's adorable. I think it's just ad- it's not like and they don't fart. They release through their mouth in fire. So mm-hmm. they're still breathing fire. So they're, they're not farting. So it's an exhaust pipe in their freaking All right, mouth. kids. Basically. Kids, kids, let's hold the punches for now. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get into Sabrina's choice for this week. The Flight of Dragons. Flight of Dragons. Soar in the purple light. In the sky. Or in my mind, flight of dragon, sail past reality, leave illusion behind. Is it the past? I, 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 for, a hot, for a hot second, I thought America did the soundtrack for this too, and I was like, oh no, it's happening. They're going to start singing what is literally on screen at any given second. It's yeah. seriously so 80s. Uh, such oh an 80s God. fantasy thing to do, though, is to have a singing introduction song. Well, a singing introduction that's just like this this dude like noodling on his guitar, and it's like, what is on screen? Like That is what the lyrics are. It's, it's Last Unicorn is like this as well. Well, mm-hmm. The Last Unicorn, it was a specific band they it's were a, using. America. Yeah, America, yeah. that's right. Which, like, 
yeah, that's a very 80s. There was a whole slew of 80s movies where like, all right, well, who's like marginally popular right now? Let's just get them to do a soundtrack. It's like Toto did the soundtrack for the Dune movie and and Queen did the soundtrack for the Flash Gordon movie. Okay, that oh, was freaking amazing. That was though. awesome. But it's, wow. it's, it's all in that, that kind of thing. So it's like, okay, what 80s like super group did the soundtrack for this movie? In right. this case, it was, I forget now, it was just one guy. Um, music by Mari Laws and Don McLean. Don McLean, okay, there we go. Uh, and, Don yeah. McLean is actually the guy that wrote American yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so there you go. All right, now we've got content ID. Sorry, we can't. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. So, um, aren't you the YouTuber? You know not to do this. This is a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll put it up someday. You're not going to be that strict. I don't know. And I didn't even see enough of it. Jesus. I know. Anyway, so the uh, yeah, okay. so yes, what Sabrina will occasionally sing copyrighted music in a, in a heated gaming moment. <laughs> um, actually, I do. <laughs> okay, no. Yes, I'm the type of person when a song pops into my head, I'll start singing it. At least the parts that I remember. So. It's actually very cool because if you think if you get a uh, an earworm and you are able to hum just enough of it, it'll catch on to her. It's not mm. funny. It's really fun. No, it's not. Some <laughs> project mind worms into her head. <laughs> So, so like this, yeah, this movie is super 80s. This is ranking, but this is post. I, I want to point out this is post The Hobbit, which I really like that movie actually. So, like, I think it's, I think that's a good rendition of The Hobbit. So, they've had five years after The Hobbit and they made this. Mm-hmm. And it, like, is like, whoa, what, what happened, Rankin and or Bass? So, I'll... let's go ahead and pull up who's got the Wikipedia going. I've got it. Martin's on the roll. All Sabrina's right. got a Ricola going. The Flight of Dragons is a 1982 animated fantasy film produced by Jules Bass and Arthur Rankin Jr. and loosely combining the speculative narrative history book of the same name, 1979, by Peter Dixon with the novel The Dragon and the George by George R. Dix. The film centers upon a quest undertaken to stop an evil wizard who plans to rule the world by dark magic. The evil wizard story, by the way. Which, which of these stories is not about a quest to stop a dark wizard from taking over the world? I mean, the only takeaway that I have here is that wizards are assholes. Well, <laughs> there were a lot of... I'm just going to say, there were a lot of similarities between this and wizards. Yeah. yeah. Does the wizard have a gun? Oh. <laughs> That's what inspired me to pick this, though, was that stupid movie. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, we, we haven't, how many, like, how many, like, like, fucked up fantasy movies we done. Sabrina's like, I gotta get mine in. Yeah. <laughs> got, it's I'm, perfect timing. It is. No, it's it, perfect it, timing. It was, and I, I was like, oh, Flight Dragon. Maybe, maybe it'll be cute and fun. And then Sabrina's just like, and just this movie. <laughs> nope. So a major theme within the story is the question of whether science and magic can coexist. I feel like I need to speak for Mags and I at the same time, and how how bullshit the premise is for this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> this goes against my imperial canon. Well, it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, well, let's get to the plot summary because I need I need to make a I need to make a big point about why this this does not make any sense. Okay. Sabrina. Okay, so in the age of medieval fantasy, populated by fantastic creatures, the Green Wizard Carolinus, who presides over nature, notices that magic is fading from the world as humanity embraces logic and science instead. Which they showcase by him being like, "Oh my God, these poor fairies! A they goose. were drowned." <laughs> a goose and some fairies. It was a swan. A swan, it was a swan. sucked into a water wheel. <laughs> Which I was like, what the 
hell was how? Why would a swan be dumb enough to get sucked into under a water like, mill? Hey, turn a little bit to the right, swan. Exactly. Well, it, yeah. But he gets pissed off and he was like, "Humans, don't use technology." Blah blah blah. And then these three ugly guys come out and they just laugh at him and he tries to like pull magic on them. And then they're and then they get scared for a moment, but then his magic kind of fizzles out and yeah, they start he, laughing he, and throwing rocks at him. He has like magical erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh my god. It's there and then it's gone. <laughs> and like he, it, it's so funny because they're like he's like I'm going to use my magic and then he like he starts summoning like fire from his hands and they're like oh and then he fails and they start laughing at him like he's still summoning fire from his hands I'd yeah. be like okay let's we're all done here can I just say those three guys were like ridiculously ugly too I was like did oh, you have to make them were, so were you ugly expect, were you expecting like a fireman's calendar but like <laughs> of, no of mill workers no medieval <laughs> mill workers I'm not, I don't expect to be like really good looking but they look ridiculously ugly and their ears were ridiculously huge they reminded me of those those aliens from star trek welcome to rankin bass (laughs) everyone is wrinkly Uh, and has a butt (laughs) unless you're young and supposed to be beautiful and then basically there's like nothing on your face and you're like a doll i'm an aryan i'm a man of science come check out my muscles Um, are we doing Rocky Horror Picture Show now? I'm confused. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should. Oh, that's, <laughs> I think we're doing that eventually, probably. Yes, that God. is in the, uh, that's in the docket. So, the anyway, so, so anyway, the, the, yes, we know that that's a song. <laughs> the, the green wizard, like, pouts about magic is no longer as powerful as it used to be. And so... And so he summons his three magical brothers... Useless B and and useless C. (laughs) And proposes combining their powers to create a last realm of magic hidden from the rest of the world. The blue wizard, Solarius, who commands the heavens and seas. (laughs) The wizard of shrugs. The wizard of looking like Ric Flair, kind of. (laughs) And the yellow wizard, Lo Te Zhao. I'm a stereotype. I was not. realm is light and air. I find this very troubling. Yes. However, the red wizard Omadon, master of black magic and the forces of evil, resolves instead to infect mankind with fear and greed, causing humans to use their science to themselves. So Dark Wolf in this movie, I mean James Earl Jones (laughs) as as the weird butt-faced troll wizard. He's the red wizard, but he uses black magic because I think I'm sure they had a conversation like, "Oh, we can't make, we can't give James Earl Jones the he's the evil black wizard. We'll make him red. Yeah, that's fine. Is the is the yellow wizard fine? Yeah, that's cool. Just don't worry about it. Well, the the blue wizard looked like he was supposed he to looked, be like Arabic or African. He, he but he just looked like a white guy with like a tan shade. It was weird. The, the, I thought he looked somewhat Arabic with his with his profile. I think it's just his weird hat and like, but I I I was thrown off with his like weirdly coiffed hair. Well, also, well, he wasn't wearing. I don't think they showed his hair. He just had a hat. Was that his hat? He had a hat. Yeah, because oh, thought... he had like an Arabian style hat with the with the a veil on the sides. I was trying to say it's how it's bullshit. Like he's like, I'm the wizard of the seas and the stars. Like, hey, come on, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that he got a bunch of stuff, but I I did I was confused. Like how come he gets a regular name? Like so there's Carolinas, he's Solarius, but then the yellow wizard who's obviously based off of Chinese lore or something, they have to give him like a Chinese name, which I don't even know if this is a real Chinese name they gave him. Also, I looked it up, and he's voiced by a white guy. So it's a white guy doing a Chinese impression. Oh, and is... how are you surprised? It's, yeah, it's, welcome to the 80s. It's uh, 
I mean, at least it wasn't like overly done. Like I, he could have probably taken it like way more. I've heard people do it well, worse. Well, let's go back and watch Short Circuit at some I was point. Gonna, or like, like, oh my god, we could, we could do like a Sixteen Candles episode. <laughs> okay, I actually like. Well, I didn't. We only had Short Circuit two on VHS, so I'm more familiar with that one than the first one. We we do need like a series of like unfortunate racism like movies of like Short Circuit. Remember when we thought this was cool. <laughs> Uh, was this a good idea? No, but we did it anyway. Well, so so he, I want to also say he, he summons his brothers together. This movie is like a mishmash of of just like random ass mythology. It's in in the same way that Last Unicorn is. But I think Last Unicorn was like meant to be like eclectic and was kind of sarcastically commenting on it. And this is just like no, nah, it's just like everything in the kitchen sink is in here. Right. I mean, it's just kind of like these narrative tools basically be thrown out. It's like oh wait, why there only need to be three adventurers? The laws, yeah. They, like they keep appealing to like the laws of the of magic or what? What does he says? Like, like the laws of the realm or something. I don't know. But enchantment was what was he says. Um, hmm? They keep appealing to like a non-existent authority as to why they have like these arbitrary choices they have to make. Right. Whereas like in this like they're like oh yeah this is why we're doing this even if it's dumb and doesn't make any sense this is why it's, we're doing it. It was about saving magic because I guess the the issue was that magic was starting to disappear because the men... power of antiquity. 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 Well no 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 it was the fact that man was was uh, using logic over magic. Right, but they're like right. oh well the brothers can't war we can't actually directly help because of the laws of antiquity like. Yep. What are those? What does that mean? Like that's that's a meaningless word. Right. Where do they come from? Who arbitrates them? I mean, it's just like, okay, well, we're just going to do all of this random our, shit. Our brother is, cli- so. is well, clearly evil and is planning to take him to the world, but we can't just like we can't just like smite him here because we, we well, can't no, get like a no. He, they say it's because you can't have good magic without bad magic. So you can't really, and also they can't fight each other or something like that. Well, that's it's like but, it's but, it's arbitrary. It's odd. Yeah. But I mean that that point gets defeated later in the film, but yeah. right. <laughs> but this is why it's like I think I think Wizards is the better version of this movie. Cause, yeah, because Wizards was just because like, he's doing like yeah, you're right, bang. <laughs> I wish this I wish this movie had more guns in it. Is what yeah, I'm saying. Needed more guns. Okay, so to since shoot the main character, since the wizards are forbidden to fight among themselves, Carolinus proposes sending a group of heroes on a quest to steal Omadon's crown, which is the source of his power. The party includes the knight Sir Orin Neville Smith, the knightiest knight who ever lived. Uh, he hello. He looks like he looks and sounds like Colonel Gentleman from Venture Brothers. <laughs> and Carolinus's young dragon companion Gorbash. Solaris gives Solarius gives them an enchanted shield which can deflect dark magic, and Lo Te Zhao contributes a magic flute which lulls dragons to sleep. I like how the I like how the stereotypically yeah that he pulls out like a modern flute. They, they didn't even try to make it something like vaguely Chinese. Antiquity. Yeah. It's a Greek flute masquerading as a Chinese flute. Requiring a leader, Carolinus consults the magical force of antiquity, which directs him to look 1,000 years into the future <laughs> to find a man of science descended from a legendary hero. To find this dill hole. <laughs> In late 20th century Boston, Carolinus locates Peter Dickinson. Hello there! A former scientist turned board game designer who is obsessed with dragons. His board game sucks, by the way. <laughs> it appears to consist of two dice rolls. And it's just like, I summon a dragon, I summon ice, and like, oh, my dragon fire melts it. Like, oh, that was a good game. Like, what? That's terrible. Get the hell out of here. Uh, so Carolinus brings Peter back through time and enlists him in the quest, and Peter becomes enamored of Carolinus's ward, Princess Millicent. Booty call. 
Yeah, I, I, I okay. This yep. is the first sign of this movie where I was like, it's okay. We're gonna bring the. It's this total like weird nerd wish fulfillment thing. Where like we're gonna. Br- he goes into the magic fantasy realm and he instantly has like his hot princess girlfriend who's just like hanging off of his dick. Dare you enter my magic yes, realm? Yes, exactly. And, it's, and like he is awesome at everything and everyone loves him. Mm. And it's and well, it's, but like, he's at first he's awful at everything. Right. Yeah. But I think they realize that like oh crap, and so they're like, well, he just has to be a dragon for the entire movie, and then that way he becomes awesome. Uh, he well, is now you're jumping ahead. I'm just saying, like, from moment one, this guy should be wearing, like, a stack of fedoras. <laughs> I mean, he, the, let's just talk about his outfit. He's just wearing, like... He's a, dressed a, like a ponce. <laughs> well, he's wearing a suit and a scarf. A suit and a scarf. He's got a vest. He's, he's got, like, a... bow. He wears glasses. An yeah, enormous some, bow tie. And some slacks. He's he's dressed like a, like a shitty Doctor Who, basically. Yeah. Or like, just some like poor lecturer going into his first day of community college. Yes. I was just going to be working with the circus for a little bit, being the barker. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. He's uh. he's pretty bad. I, he's definitely someone who, if I saw, would be like, eh, I'm going to avoid this guy. It's like, I mean, this is the guy that I see typing on Reddit, being able to yes. being able to make his articulate internet uh, internet arguments based off I of mean, facts he found on Wikipedia. If I was watching a movie from the '80s and I saw a guy wearing that that outfit, and I heard he was a scientist, it, I honestly <laughs> wouldn't. It's like no. <laughs> I know. I would have been like, whatever. That's what they wore back in the '80s. I, <laughs> I was seeing him as a gay stand-up comedian. He just is. He's not an assuming character, and then you're like, okay, you know, maybe we'll, he'll show himself to be cool and like not. Well, no, he's not. No. He's a very unassuming character. And then, and then, like as the movie goes along, it's like, oh, he really is just worthless. But like, think, think about think about the, what this movie is based off of. It's based off of a book, a sci- a book that's supposed to talk about the science of dragons by a guy named Peter Dickinson. So I, I'm assuming he's based off of the guy that wrote that actual. Book. Ugh. So in other words, the guy who originally wrote the book. Dressed like a pond. I mean, ho- yeah. hold, hold on. Let me see Wish if maybe maybe <laughs> Wikipedia will show a picture. Wikipedia. Oh my God, that Peter. guy's name is really. Lo- His whole name is Peter Malcolm de Brizac Dickinson. How <laughs> British is that? Hello, I wish to be in your movie now. It's I would so like to become British. a dragon. Oh, delightful, delightfully entering my magical realm. Oh my realm. God, he went to King's College in Cambridge. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> so this guy is like this guy is like a bizarro Tolkien. Like He's a, a... run hell of prizes for his books, though. <laughs> oh my god, he was married to Robin McKinley. <gasps> He's what? He's... Haven't we all been married to Robin McKinley? No. no. Robin McKinley is like one of the greatest young adult writers ever. Shut your mouth. We Holy all know crap. that. Who am I to say anything? Okay, there's no pictures, well, so I can't. I, I, he may or may not be based on the author, but this movie is a poor representation of him. Yes. So like, but he gets someone by like antiquity is like, this is your guy, and it's like this dipshit like trying to sell, <laughs> or trying to like get this shopkeeper to play his dumb board game. Well, that and also trying to convince him that it was a good idea to be able to fund the production of his board game. He's, and, a, he's also like he's the he's, yeah he's pawn the sh- shop broker of all things. But he's like the shopkeeper from um from Neverending Story is what he reminded me of. Hmm, a little bit. Yeah. Also the uh, the fact that they make a big deal of like. All the pieces in the board game are actually the real pieces in Whoa. antiquity. Look, it's all the wizards and even his girlfriend. Talk about scientific accuracy. It, so anyway, and it's so we we establish him like okay, we this is the this is our ringer. We need to defeat uh, James Earl Jones. Indeed. So, 
Hold on, I gotta go back to where we didn't save my spot. Which, I think James Earl Jones was, if, in, if nothing else, had a lot of fun making this movie. I think so. I think there were some wild gesticulations in the recording booth when he was going. Okay, <laughs> so, uh... Omadon sends his dragon, Bryak, to capture Peter, and an accident with one of Carolinas' spells while rescuing him causes Peter to merge with Gorbash. Peter's mind taking over the dragon's body. Knowing nothing about being a dragon, Peter is mentored by Carolinus' elder dragon companion, Smurgle. The dichotomy of magic and science is explored when Smurgle teaches Peter how dragons fly and breathe fire, abilities which Peter is able to explain with scientific principles. Okay, just, just, just stop here for a second, because... We need to talk about the dwarves. So <laughs> Those poor dwarves! <laughs> They're so shitty. <laughs> hey, at least have some, like, at least, like, die fighting, like, the ones in, in like, the under the mountain in right. The Hobbit. They from didn't five even try. No. They were just like, oh, okay, Fuck, get up here. just got extorted again by the fucking dragons. <laughs> I thought there'd be some payoff there of, like, no. he'll be nice to them, and then, like, later the dwarves will be like, no, we'll help you out. But I was like, nah, he's just like, we well, are just dicks to him. And he's like, Fair enough. Do it or I'll eat you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, we should mention that Carolinus was, uh, the his voice was Harry Morgan, who was uh, Colonel Sherman in MASH. Wow. Okay. <laughs> stacking them, just keep stacking them in the 80s. Well, yeah. Peter is voiced by John Ritter. Yes. Yes, that yeah. was the other one. Was like, oh, oh <laughs> like, God. Really? The, wow, talk about, yeah, it's very 80s. But... Yeah, I saw the dwarves, and they I, have this—the whole thing where he's like, he's Smurgle, the dumbest name—is like teaching him how to be a dragon. Yep. And like, this is the first thing. Like, he, this is the fundamental thing. Like, he's brought in because he's ostensibly a man of science. Mm -hmm. Well, hold on. I think that we may have missed a point because we—it sounds like that we jumped from the part that he arrived there to the point that he becomes a dragon. Did we ever? No, I said Omadon sends. The, yeah. He meets Princess Melisande, becomes enamored with her. Yep. Then the they send uh, Omadon sends his dragon to capture Peter, and then that's when the spell happens and turns into a dragon. Which is a they, they, them trying to save him, and then just like him just being like my magic. <laughs> yeah, and then it somehow causes Peter to merge with Ash. Indeed, and there's apparently no easy way for them to be able to reverse it, and so Peter's gonna be a dragon for a while. Yeah. Uh, oh, even yeah. though Gorbash is in his head sleeping. Yep. Right, because yeah. Gorbash is really annoying, and it's like, ah, we'll just shut him up. Oh, he talks I... like this. Oh, I'm a dragon. He's, we're, we're like way too close to Sonic the Hedgehog right now. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are butts, there are annoying voices. Hey, kids. Oh. Uh... But anyway, yeah, I'll, make the, I'll make the macro point at the end, but... Gorbash it, says... We're seeing the first signs of like the essential contradiction of this movie. Mm. Well, basically, the blah, blah, blah. Here's your words. Science. <laughs> gemstones. Occasionally, gemstones. Gemstones causes, there's like a gullet, and it does some grinding shit, and then there's gas. And, and he's just kind of like, oh, well, the sulfur inside causes the thing, and just everybody falls asleep. There's there's <laughs> there's a lot of bullshit science in this movie. Oh, and there's an electric well, rod in the back of my head okay. that causes oh, yeah. the The dragons spark. all have like a spark plug built in their mouth. Yeah, yeah into like, their mouth. Yep. Oh, I need a you know, new plug on you. Which I, I'm trying to figure out how exactly that part works, but the idea the idea that it's gas and they balloon up with gas, it's yeah. that allows them to fly. Because technically if you think about it, when you know how birds work and how they're able to fly, like 
big scaly reptiles being able to fly doesn't really make sense. Yeah, but but, but that was their go- way of trying to explain it that it, it's gas that helps buoy them. I don't know if that actually is scientifically possible. Well, I mean, it's, it's, the principle is true that it's like because they, 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 they eat limestone and there's acid in their stomach and it like it it will com- when combined will form hydrogen gas. But so, what would your stomach have to be made out of to be able to stand that? That's my question. Or just like look at the look at the weight to size ratio of like a zeppelin, which is powered off of hydrogen. Like these dragons would have to be like a giant blimp. Like it, it, it they tried like oh it's a scientific explanation, but right. like no, it wouldn't actually work like this. Nope. Yeah, and this nope. is dumb. And dragons should just be cool and like not have to have a bullshit like rational but not actually rational explanation for them. Most definitely. So the dragons in this like eat gemstones they grind up limestone in their stomach Mm -hmm. and then they like they they're like a balloon, and they vent. They like they're like a hot air balloon. They like vent gas mm-hmm. in the form of fire. Yeah, in the form of fire because yeah. they have a spark plug in their mouth, and it's stupid. So I've got a theory on what the how the spark plug works. There's a little dwarf that has like a little uh, <laughs> bit of obsidian. It's just like, <laughs> and he pays them off with gemstones. That's not, that's not really a spark plug, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, keep on the road down there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of cute when they balloon up like that. I think it looks adorable. And I love the design of the dragons in this movie. The design of the dragons in this movie is awesome. I don't care what you say. I think they look fucking awesome. I, the animation of them fly, like whenever they show the big, the, the, the eponymous flight of dragons, like the dragons just kind of hover and wiggle. Yeah, yeah because. And so it's like a whole, it's a, so it, I'm just imagining a whole, whoa, and they're like wiggling back and forth as they like fart their way through the sky. <laughs> right, but if they were floating because of gas, that's how they would look when they were flying. I guess, but, then, but it just makes me laugh. Yeah, and there's the, uh, there's the noise that happens whenever they take off. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I think it's adorable. It's stupid. <laughs> I think it's adorable. Uh, I mean, it's a freaking fantasy movie. It's I just think... like sometimes you just have to just let it go and have fun with well, it. But the movie is like all about like no, we're gonna make a scientific explanation for why this works. We can't have fantasy. Like, I know, but you yeah. have to understand. Growing up, I watched a ton of dragon movies, so for me, it was just an interesting take on it, and it was. Way different from anything else I've sure. watched. Okay. So I just, for me, I think it's just fun. And I, it's like, for me, it's fantasy. Yeah, so I it's know. like, whatever. For me, dra- dragons are for killing because they hoot. So, yes. um. Cut the, that stomach open. So the quest moves on a little bit. Okay, um, so, mm-hmm. um, as the quest progresses, the heroes survive an attack by the ugly sand mercs who look like a mix this, of rat and goblins. This scene was so, like, I was watching, I could not figure out what was going on because, like, the sand mercs, like, Make a noise in in their mind that makes them go insane, but they're just like it's like five minutes. They're like, oh, the sand works. Oh, like just cutting back for like, what what is happening? What is going on? Yeah, and then it just they, sounds they like, like cicadas. You know, you're it's like, just yeah. cicadas, and then yeah. then going like, oh. and they're trying to cover their ears and like like Supposedly. sing or do something to be yeah. able to block out the noise. Supposedly the sound. Yeah, supposedly the sound of their chittering like makes you crazy this or is, something. This is the only movie I've seen in which Oh Susanna is used to ward off like evil <laughs> monsters. Yeah. Um, so they're basically saved by the talking um, wolf Arog hello. and the archer Danielle. The archer, uh, like... Pretty lady. Pretty, pretty lady. like, she kind of looks like Kate Mulgrew if she had orange hair. Well, wait, 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 hold on. 
the friggin' article like jumping? The movie. So there's the okay. movie is meandering too. Yeah. No, no, no. This this is just wrong though. So they're attacked by uh, the sand marks <laughs> and they're saved by the talking wolf Arog. Then the group moves on and then they're actually ambushed by a bunch of elves <laughs> and they're saved by the archer Danielle. And then the, one of the elves Giles ends up joining them because he's like the king or something. They, they or their look, leader, they I think she said. They yeah. look so much like the. They look like hobbits. They look yeah. like the dwarves and the hobbits from the Hobbit. But yeah. it's odd, like, oh no, no, those are elves in this one, and the dwarves are also look like elves. It was it was very strange when like having seen the Hobbit recently. Mm. I mean, the thing first thing I thought were like they were like halfling. Right, and it's like no, but these are elves. But then like okay, we go to the Tolkien universe, and then it's it's like they're using the same art, but like no, no, no. the the dwarves are now elves. The elves are now. Hobbits? It's, it's like elves it, are now other elves. It almost feels like they wanted to make the Lord of the Rings after doing the Hobbit, and they were just like sketching it out, like guys, we didn't get the rights. I've already started drawing. <laughs> you fucked us all these. We already done all these cells already. Come on. Well, they did do an animated Lord of the Rings movie. They did. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is true. They did do that. They did. So it's it's yeah it's it's odd. And then like <laughs> they okay. get attacked by elves. Like oh, false alarm. They're friends. Because yep. that happens in Wizards, too. And so there's actually a little bit of a subplot here when they meet the Archer Daniel because um, the knight... Hello. Yeah. Sir Orin. Yeah, Sir Orin. Colonel Gentleman. Yeah. Colonel Gentleman. Um, Spikes for plates. <laughs> apparently supposed to uh, to wed the S um, mm. that uh, our Sir Peter... Yeah, but she uh, fell in with, with Prince Redditor. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Fell in with Prince Redditor. She wants so. some of that, that euphoria. I would like Prince Upvote to join me. Well, I don't think she knew that. I think it was Sir Orin wanted to marry her when she got older. Oh, that was so creepy. He's yeah, like, yeah I, I'm like that. Yeah, that was hella creepy. I'm yeah. in my 80s, and this I'm This is a little girl, and I'm when, in love with her. And, when I was in, and then when I was in merely my 60s, I saw this young girl, and like, I will marry this young girl because I'm a fucking creepo. Yes. I, I brought you this baby dragon. His name is Gorbash. Here. I, I, wear, I wear this bizarre like skin tight plate armor with spikes on it his his british accent was ridiculously too proper and upper crust though mm-hmm. yes. oh well i mean he's sitting there at a campfire going like oh i've been i fancy myself a spot of tea <laughs> you know he was, was so, so british it was oh, like God. so bad ripping like, yarns wasn't as british yeah that's <laughs> This is... uh, well, that because that was an actual British show. This I think was some regular American guy trying to be, wasn't it? I'm just. Ripping Yards was a British show trying to be too British. <laughs> I'm just a member of the London aristocracy. Oh God, it's he's like an aggressively unlikable character. But I but then I like him because of just how ridiculous he is. <laughs> all of my all of my I can't enjoy any part of this movie because I hated the main character so much. Okay, so <sighs> as the party nears Omadon's realm, Daniel and Sir Oren are captured by an ogre. Hi. Which just... we'll mention, um, Danielle and Sir Oren, I guess, went to bed together. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. just like, Because mm. they're so into each other. Um, I'll keep you warm. They didn't really show them together, though, in that scene. Like, they show, they show uh, Sir Oren in bed, and then they're like, and then later they're like, they captured Danielle and Sir Peter. And I'm just like, they didn't actually show, like, I know I saw her go up with him, but they never actually showed her in bed with I him. I don't think that, I think they were two separate beds. Like, I think I recalled when Danielle got kidnapped, she was sleeping in a bed alone. Yeah, but you know, oh, okay. you know those beds got pushed together. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like getting two doubles and just going, oop. Yeah. Yeah, so they're basically, they're captured by an ogre. 
who had three eyes, but I guess one of his eyes were ruined, which I don't know why that's friggin' important. So he's back ten of two. Okay. So uh, oh no, I so can Peter... only see normally. The, or the ogre is like as oh, wide as he is he, tall, and he has a peg leg. Yeah. <laughs> This ogre's seen some shit. This poor ogre's <laughs> been through some shit. Um, so Peter is nearly killed attempting to rescue them, but is saved by Smurgle, who defeats the ogre at the cost of his own life. Because Peter is absolutely worthless, worthless. in yes. this fight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he... And Smurgle tries to coach him on how to fight the ogre, right? And he just ignores him. He just, like, completely ignores him. Don't get grappled by the ogre. Gets grappled by the ogre. Don't, don't charge the ha the ogre headlong. Charges the ogre headlong. Don't expend all of your fu- Oh, god oh, damn, damn it. it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he burns it all in one wet fart. So it's it's basically Peter's fault that yeah. Smurgle dies. Pretty much. Yeah, because he's an idiot and he's worthless, and yeah. they, yet he wins the day. But then again, like, why wouldn't it be the thing of, like, okay, we need to fight the ogre. I'm going to do it. Hey, how about we both do it and I just don't like hover here for right. the next 30 seconds? No, but Smurgle's too old and frail to fight. Except when he does and he just kicks the ogre's ass. <laughs> but then he dies because. <laughs> so, okay. It's so like a weird diversionary. In a movie that's just full of like a series of things that happen, it's like, uh, yeah, and then they go, there's an ogre and they fight the castle. We need a way to kill Smurgle off. Like, it's. And, and the next scene is like them realizing, like, Wait, maybe we shouldn't make our main character completely worthless. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So in the Red Wizard's realm, the party faces the Worm of Sligoff, which again looks like a goblin attached to it's a, like a snake's worm's body. A nose worm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it looks like a like a, some sort of like Jewish stereotype affixed to a worm. So, <laughs> oh, and then Peter destroys... I, I'm just saying, this is the animation in this movie. <laughs> and then Peter destroys it by igniting the sulfuric acid it excretes. Because he's just like, hey, sulfuric acid should be combustible. Let me try and combust the stuff coming out of its mouth. I I want I I want in, in every second of this movie I wanted to give him a swirly. <laughs> it I also I like the part where he's like they're like check like oh it's the evil acid like, Oh my god yeah and they like use one of your arrows and even she's like but they're valuable and he's like do as I say and she melts the sheriff like hey dummy use a rock yeah. use a thing like like arrows are expensive and time consuming like you're the worst Okay, um, so after that happens, Omadon casts a spell to induce hopelessness in the group, which Peter repels using Solaris's shield. Omadon next sends numerous dragons to kill the heroes, but Giles plays Lo Zhao's enchanted flute, lulling them and Peter to sleep. Um, Briag remains awake and kills Giles, Arog, and Danielle. Uh, Sir Orin slays Briag, but dies from his wounds. So Good. basically, it looks like they're all defeated at this point. Right. Yeah, they're pretty much murdered in the span of about five minutes. That yeah. Might, that might have been interesting if they had stuck with it. Yeah. Which was really dark and depressing. It's like, is this a chai? Is this a cheat? Well, I think the <clears> thing that we have to take away is Briar is the only dragon that has any claim to badassery. Right. The evil dragon. The evil. Yeah. Because he just gets shit done. Yeah, he does. The whole film. Well, he's evil, so that's basically yeah, what he's yeah, supposed yeah. to. So uh, then Omadon appears on the battlefield, and Peter manages to separate himself from Gorbash by recalling the principle of, that sounds dirty, impenetrability. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not a super sciencey person. I'm sure I, that does mean something, but to me, all, all, I think all he says is, is the principle of, like two objects can exist in the same spot at the yes, same time, it's, which um, is more of like a, which is more of like a. 
I don't know. What this, it's not a scientific principle. It's like a... Well, basically, he said that Gorbash fell asleep, but he was still awake inside of Gorbash, so he was yeah. able to separate himself somehow that way. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's it's a meta it's a metaphysical principle. So here here's the lame part. Oh yeah. He is able to defeat Omadon by countering the wizard's declarations of magic with explanations of science and logic. This is and but... denying the existence of magic. This uh, was the dumbest scene in oh, any movie God. I've seen in a long time. Okay. But it's not even like explanations of science. No, He's just naming scientific disciplines. All right, you ready? You ready for it? Okay, hold on. No, okay, don't. Hold on. Let me finish. Oh, no. oh boy. This destroys Omadon, restores the other heroes to life, Ooh. and allows the magical realm to take shape. Lame. All right. Here, here's here's the exact thing. Oh. Omadon. Come devils, witches, demons, ogres, trolls, sandmarks, herpes, harpies. <laughs> herpes. <laughs> Space herpes! Space magic herpes! <laughs> Ghouls, sorcerers, Peter Dickinson. Come algebra, anatomy, astronomy, biology, chemistry, geology, geometry, mathematics, meteorology, mineralogy, oceanography, planetology, physics, psychology, sociology, trigonometry, and zoology. All in alphabetical order, by the way. <laughs> and, 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 comma, milady. <laughs> <laughs> Tips, 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 eight, tips, eight fedoras at once. Yes. ten thousand upvotes. So, this, uh, so which is he, better, defeating the evil wizard with uh, with scientific terms or a gun? Yeah, I was gonna say like, no. This is why wizards is like has every is like a million times above this movie. It's just like bang. Yeah, I need to stop bad wizard magic. What do I use? A gun. <laughs> I cast gun. No, okay. This is like this is like the fucking like. Like Facebook, I fucking love science bullshit. Like surface level, like I'm gonna defeat. Like I'm gonna defeat magic by just like rattling off the names of scientific disciplines as if they have any semblance of meaning. Right, right and now. he's quoting. I like, see, so bring out like he's all these figures, and he mentions Isaac Newton, who was also an alchemist, so he basically believed in magic. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, God, that was so stupid. Well, actually, that's interesting, because alchemy is kind of like a blend of magic and science. It's, it's like, it's them, like, they're sniffing around something that's real, but, like, it's, it, it's just, like, I, the idea that it's, like, there's this dichotomy between magic and science, but they operate on the same principles where you just invoke names and right. other stuff is is so stupid and, like, a terrible plot I, device. Right. I, 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 okay, this is, I'll mention this later, uh, just remind me to tell you this guy's later, but okay. I am reading a series that's really good at d doing the science, uh, science with magic type thing, and they do use, they do use alchemy to try and blend right. it to a lot. So I know mm -hmm. a good s a book series, if you guys are interested, just remind me to tell you at the end of the show. Oh, I, I think the macro problem I have mentioned throughout this episode, and I think I'll make clear here, is like the, f the whole idea is that there's this now this dichotomy between magic and science, and the people of the earth have to ch are choosing between one or the other. But like this dickhole here is comes into this universe and is like giving a scientific explanation for stuff that's already being described as magic. Mm -hmm. So it's like... So how can like how is there this dichotomy if he's already explaining away all the magic with science? I think right. it's because it's like it's the inevitability of that's the only power that he really wields is the scientific power, this, the, and because of that, it's like well, we obviously see which way in the future that the humans are going to choose, so we're just going to need to make our bubble city. It's just making this weird equivalency that like science is ascendant, but then like this guy comes in and is like. 
You know, I can actually explain everything using such a punch. Yeah. It should be the response to everything. Like, if he was a planet, he would have rotating he, asteroids of punches all he day. He should yeah. have an atomic wedgie, like, in all frames of this movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean... But the, but the whole thing about the magical realm being the kind of, like, salvation for magic, to me, it kind of, like, hark, it's. I think it's supposed to harken a little bit towards, like, human spirituality and belief right. and the supernatural, right? I, I don't object to that plot point. I, I object to it, like... What defeats magic and superstition is this is this jackass coming in and just rattling off names of school subjects and then it's like, no, those were the the not magic but science words that defeat me. No, and I, I completely agree. I think it's a complete nut cop out and just ruins it, it makes science its own dumb magic and yeah. it's like yeah. oh this exactly. is so stupid so uh, one quick thing we didn't mention that during their quest Melisandre we went like Unconscious. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, this I hate this plot device where it's like <laughs> she's like, basically becomes the narrator of the story. Yes, yeah. I hate this plot device. It's like they're approaching, you know, the evil castle. Like, oh, what 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 things could happen here? And they cut to it. Like, what is the point of this like bullshit? It's like, yeah. oh, this movie makes no sense. We need to have like a bullshit narration that explains the scene you're about to watch. Yeah, but we just need to give like a consolation prize to the princess because she wasn't able to go on the quest and do any kind of you know character building herself. It's like yeah, okay. and they kind we, of did that in Wizards, but that movie had elf titties in it. So yeah, we, we still different. we still need to be in these two characters still need to be invested even though she can't actually do anything. <laughs> right, yeah. it's so bad. She's just like a okay. We only got like a oracle. Let's just finish up the rest of the plot real yes, quick. Yes, sure. Um, so Peter, having denied all magic, is separated forever from this realm, but not Ooh. before awakening Melisande with a kiss and leaving her Omadon's crown. Later. Hey, having baby. fallen in love yep. with Peter, Melisande begs Carolinas to allow her to join him. Back in 20th century Boston, Peter is selling the magic flute and shield to a pawnbroker when Melisande skin. enters the shop carrying the crown and the two brace. And, and then they the fuck. Well, I... He, like, pawns his magic shield, which is made out of solid gold. Like, why is he, like, that pawn shot on her? It's like, oh, yeah. Like, he's like, this is enough money to last forever, which I will totally sell to you for. Like, $400. He's just like, I will give you 10 million pounds or whatever. It's, it's like, wait, how is he going to get enough money to last forever from this shield from this, like, idiot pawnbroker? Like, shouldn't you take that to, like... A bank or a gold? Yeah, pawnbroker's always going to like under under uh, bid you. Oh god, how great would that be? It's like this is enough money to last for. I'll give you five thousand for it. <laughs> but why was he trying Sold. to? Why was he trying to get money to uh, from the pawnbroker to make his game? That that never made sense. Because he's an idiot, and he's like, yeah. I'm gonna sell a literal magic item in the real world so I can fund my terrible board game. Exactly. Now, what I was really hoping is I would cut over to an episode of Pawn Stars, maybe uh, yes. a situation where, hold on, I'll need to consult our expert here for this. Uh, like, oh, and then what's 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 his name? Like the the dumb comic relief guy who went to jail for like gun position or something. Oh, um, Joey, I think it was whatever his name is. Like, oh, and like, and then like they do a segment where he's like, oh, I've made an apple pie car, and it's like, <laughs> ugh, God. Yeah, that uh, this ending was was frustrating. And so ends Flight of Dragons. Uh, All right, I think we know how the other end of the table went. Sabrina, your your return to it. How do you feel? Um, I felt like it went on too long. Now that I'm older, it's it was like, why why is this movie taking? It was really slow. It yeah. was really slow. Not a lot really happened, and when it did, it was super short. <laughs> the ending is total bullshit. <laughs> 
right? And and like I remember even as a kid, I never really liked the guy, but when he was a dragon, I liked him and I feel the same way. I was like, I wish he was still a dragon. <laughs> he has beast <laughs> syndrome. Yeah, like when he's like he's like when he's a Bifedora like ass ass hat, then he's like, yeah, make him a dragon again. Yeah, and then the yeah. dra- he's a dragon. He's like, yay. Yay. Cause I, I still I still like the dragons. I like the art style. I except for like like I said, the three the three millers in the beginning looked really weird to me, but for the most part, the style was pretty good. I liked the way they did the dragons. I thought they looked really cool. Um, I thought Omadon's design was really interesting. I liked, and I thought he looked really cool. Um, but yeah, as far as story, like now that I'm older, it is kind of like a shitty story. It's a, a, wet, a, a series of wet, a symphony of wet farts. Yeah, but I still <laughs> prefer it over Wizards because I couldn't stand <sighs> Wizards. Wizards is so, but Wizards is so crazy. I'm like, I'm on board for this. Yeah, I, I, I can enjoy the over the topness. This of was Wizards. like, yeah, this was more for me. This was more aggravating. But I will agree, like. I like the art because I have a I have a weakness I have a soft spot for Rankin Bass animation. Uh huh. And so I'd say aside from some of the character designs, I like the or the animation. The yeah. I mean, I don't I don't feel the same way because I don't have that history with Rankin Bass, and so for me, just going back to this is. Pain. It's just I mean, like an assault on my eyes. I just like eighty style fantasy. Yeah. Like that's what I that's what I liked about Wizards was that style. I just didn't appreciate the women all having their boobs hanging out all the time. <laughs> I mean, at least the, at what? least. Uh, At least the Flight of Dragons had a respectable female character who was also like, like in her own right, a strong warrior. But isn't but that how sh- women dress all the time? But her, I get, I get women. Don't make me come over there and punch you. I swear to God. I can't even riff on you. Oh man. The uh, I will say like I actually don't tend to go for Rankin and Bass art style. Uh, the the all the times that I've seen like The Hobbit, I've always been like, there's just something about it. That Everything everyone's made of driftwood. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same reason of like, I, there's the, some. It's kind of equal to how I can't stand the faces from like uh, the labyrinth. Like, the, the way that the elves look inside of there, I'm just like, what is going on? I can't. Too smooth, too wriggly. Well, you no, know, you're talking about the Dark Crystal, the, babe. The Dark Crystal, sorry. Oh, okay. Labyrinth is like a uh, Bowie? Yeah, Bowie, his face. There was no elves in the sorry, Labyrinth. Sorry, sorry. Um, I, I was going to say, like, for Rankin Bass, like, Last Unicorn is, like, the prettiest. Yeah, that's, yeah. Has, that's a pretty... That has amazing animation in it. Um, I will say in terms, I think... So if I had to put the two, I think Wizards, I like just a little bit less than this one. But the reason I'll say is that Wizards is just weird and disturbing and just like the strange shortcuts that are made. This is just like, all right, give me just a slice of just 80s cheese. Just like, yeah, just give me corny 80s movie that it's not... It's not good, it's not great, but it's just like it's cut straight out of a specific type of just a specific thing. It's pretty bog standard. It's just like there are better Rankin and Bass 80s fantasy oh, yeah. movies. So yeah. it, this 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 one fell very flat. I mean, like Wizards a, like a deflated dragon that <laughs> <laughs> has expended all of its gas too early. Yeah. Wizards is an experience. Wizards is oh, something yeah. that you that you put upon somebody and it's just like wh- that's that's a Nazi symbol. That that lady is nearly naked like it's there just, is yeah there yeah. is like he's like he's, he's a weird swastika throne and like the the like we were saying the weird like rogue trader backgrounds like <laughs> right. Oh, oh man. So cool just, though. 
the, the like scene I, we didn't even say during the wizard ones, but like the scene at the church that just happens is just like wait what? Because that yeah. is completely pointless and as like uh, just fast forward. Yeah. Yep. Um, this one I don't I like. It's just, it's just it's the it's the specific type of eighties corniness that I'm just like ah, I can I can appreciate it for that. As I said, as we're saying, not a good story. It looks good. Uh, the music is okay. Forgettable. Yeah. Forgettable. It's but. not. It's not America. It's not like Queen. No. Nope. Eh. But you there's, can. There's no Togo. There's no Togo. Nothing. You can listen. <laughs> if there to was it. Toto, yeah, that would be like okay, I'm on yeah. board. For yeah, but yeah, let's go, let's go, Toto, but nothing, yeah. nothing. You can listen to the late John Ritter. Late, yeah, R.I.P. Yep. I, and then like James Earl Jones, who's still alive and mm-hmm. and killing it. Like I, I like I don't know I liked his dialogue because he's just like mm-hmm. I'm an evil wizard and I will do evil yeah. things and like <laughs> he's having fun. Yeah. yeah. He's like I don't I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna like I'm gonna like swing for the fences on this one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like a good James Earl Jones. Ah, thank you, James. Thanks, James. <laughs> he's, he's still alive. All right. Well, uh, that will take care of us whoa. for this week. Oh, do you oh, oh, oh. remember? I have a book recommendation oh, yeah. oh, for this boy. week. Oh boy! Since we brought up the the idea of mixing magic and science, I am actually reading a trilogy right now. I'm actually on the second book. I'm almost done with it. Um, but I've read the first one, and obviously, I'm almost done with the second one. And it's really good. It's it's good at mixing science with magic without selling magic short. And it's really, if you're used to reading supernatural stories, this is definitely very different. It's not your usual urban fantasy novel. So if you're like me and read a lot of this, a lot of those type of books, you'll probably like this one. Um, but it is very different, and that's why I like it. It's called A Discovery of Witches, and it's by author Deborah Harkness. Um, I th- if you like urban fantasy and you like the idea of mixing science and magic, I think you should check it out. It's really different. It has witches, it has vampires, um, it has demons, and it's a really interesting read, so I think you guys should check it out. Um, I do kind of want to do book recommendations every now and then because I do read a lot and sometimes I find really good shit. <laughs> and this is like one of those where I feel like this is a book that almost anybody could get into i think um and it's i don't want to explain it too much because i don't want to ruin it but you can you can buy it for kindle if you have kindle it's on amazon so go ahead and check that out if you guys want to sabrina's book club all right get ready for that podcast oh no uh i should also mention that uh september 2012 they announced a live action film for flight of dragons that then got canceled oh thank god goodness gracious well well they almost made a live action film for the last unicorn too and that also got canceled but loosely based on the dragon knight by gordon r dixon yep gordon dixon uh, directed by Jesse Stepick and written by the Last Unicorn producer uh, Michael Chase Walker. So. Hmm. Whatever. I, I think last like, yeah. Leave leave these eighties fantasies. It, I think if you take them out of that time and that context, I think it would not be nearly as compelling. You're telling me you don't want the next never ending story? <laughs> just even, put him back. Just, just put him back in the eighties box and let's yeah. happen. I, well, I'm sorry. I, I just I love eighties fantasy. I don't know I, why. Listen, I don't like why I don't why I don't want to see a live action remake. It's like no, leave it leave it where it is. Yeah. yeah. And definitely like and everyone else. I'll say my my the, the Eric book club. Just read the Last Unicorn. It's really good. Well, obviously, it's also if you're super into fantasy, short. you should yeah. read the Last Unicorn. Yeah, yeah can, it's very short. You can read it, and most people can read it in a in a couple settings. It's quite good. Yeah. Not grim dark enough for me. All Are right. you kidding? The ending is so friggin' dark. It's not even fun. 
Okay, well, let's see. That takes care of us for this episode. I'm trying to think. Let's see. So I know what the third one is because it's my choice. What was the one? Hmm. What was the middle choice? What's our What's our second episode that we've got coming up? Are you You, you, you pitch? Are you trying to lob one over here, Josh? I'm trying to lob one over. <laughs> All right, we are next week. We are doing Mike Bignola's The Amazing Screw on Head. Oh yes. With Paul Giamatti and David Hyde Pierce. And Patton Oswalt. And Patton Oswalt, which I did not even realize going into this, and Josh blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, this one will be good. This one's actually a a short episode. B yep. one we can also uh, you can just see right on YouTube. Yeah, yep. you can you can watch it. You will enjoy it. It is it is wonderful. It is silly. It is it is a good like little one shot twenty two minute uh, pilot. So it is yep. it's, it, you know but it's a it's a Lovecraftian horror comedy about the uh, the love triangle between a robot, a zombie, and a vampire. Perfect. <laughs> as as we all feel, uh, we've all been we've there. all we had all... that happen. <laughs> all right. Well, we will catch you next week. Uh, let's do this. Um, I should do. Uh, I should have pulled up the Patreon people uh, because we did get a new Patreon friend yes. this week. <laughs> Wow. Did, I, did I miss a rehearsal? We're like, all right. Well, we I was just trying. gonna say, woohoo! He's the one that did the wolf thingy. I mean, there is a werewolf in the next episode. So. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> with boobs, which I thought was amazing. I was like, thank you. Don't, she is a girl werewolf. Let her have boobs. Yep. Yeah. Don't see that very often. Nope. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Two horrible old women and a monkey. <laughs> I'm having to to pull this up after the fact on there. The uh, the app is not entirely the best thing for trying to. Well, needless to say, our Patreon people, you you, you matter. You are awesome. Awesome. The wind beneath our wings. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up for next episode. Um, Technical difficulties. Yes, I know. It's the, the app for the phone is not the easiest See, thing to pull. See, if you would use magic, away. we would have we would have had that <laughs> exactly. Listing. You, exactly, you would have pulled out your like vellum scroll yes. with all of our with, with the old Patreon. Yes, but it would have been. It would have puffed. Blo- it would have puffed out from his dragon. Yeah, he would have yep. farted it out. You needed the <laughs> incantation of usability. Yes, but we have to make sure that antiquity is fine with it first. Yeah, because antiquity. <laughs> can be a real bitch sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but thank you all to the Patreon subscribers. I'll give a readout next episode. Uh, you can find us over at satfriendsclub.com, also at satfriendsclub on Twitter, which we should start uh, having more uh, more n- noticeable postings of when the episodes go up, yeah. usually every tweet, Saturday. Tweet at us, send us your comments, criticisms, and if challenges, you, send if us you, your downvotes. And if you're part of the Patreon group, if you uh, donate at the $5 level, you can actually become part of the Discord, which we are uh, active on and hanging out in and such. Chat with us. Tell us what we did wrong, what we're doing right, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Yeah, so far the only Patreon that seems to be using it is item crafting, which you're awesome. Yes. We love you, item crafting. Um, and we have the, uh, the, there's the benefit of... Um, the fact that probably coming up, uh, for the Discord, for, uh, Patreon, we'll probably have a, uh, a Friends of the Show show coming up where, uh, we will have a week of, or a collection of three epi- episode suggestions brought from the Patreon subscribers. Right. Epijodes. Epijodes. From, Epi-jodes. Dep- Epi-jodes. from the depths of the internet. So, just, uh, just something to look forward to. Uh, anyway, we will go ahead and catch you next time for more Saturday Friends Club. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Bye! Buenas noches. The power of science compels you! (laughs) The power of science!